Welcome to BHI in Focus. I'm your guide, Reed Bell, and on this episode, we are talking to Executive Director of Educational Delivery, Jane Truen. Jane has over 20 years' experience in teaching and management for the vocational sector. She spent over five of these years at Box Hill Institute. Jane has driven the development and delivery of innovative, flexible, customer-focused, and customised education and training programs across a range of industries and disciplines. She provides leadership and guidance to the faculty deans. Jane is an award-winning teacher and business owner and was inducted into the Hall of Fame for hairdressing for her contribution to the industry. Jane is joining us to talk about the digital and care focus of the educational delivery team and we are delighted to welcome you. Jane, welcome to BHI in Focus. Well, thank you, Ray. Pleased to be here. I'm excited that you're here. This is exciting. <laughs> So has everyone heard in my introduction, your experience is just, it's incredible. And it's very clear from anyone that's had the opportunity to have a conversation with you or hear you talk, that you're very passionate about teaching. Uh, and our students, where does that passion come from? Oh, look, I guess, yeah, I was a teacher myself. Mm -hmm. um, so I started off as a salon owner and then become a teacher and before I become an exec. so. That lifelong learning and and we never stop learning and education is so important for everybody in our future workforce and you know our future generations so mm -hmm. very exciting to be um, part of Box Hill and particularly you know the education part of it. Of course uh, you mentioned that you're a salon owner um, and from my um, experience at BHI which understandably is a little bit less than everybody else's the uh, teachers that I've met in particularly that area so keen to share their knowledge share their skills is that something that's just instilled in that industry and sector wanting to share information and skills I think it's because they talk a lot and <laughs> I tend to talk a lot so that's probably one thing um, but look I think you know anyone that goes into teaching in an industry sector wants to give back to that industry of so course. they've usually um, you know, whether it's an apprentice or done a course and work their way, um, you know, in that industry for a few years and then they decide they want to give back to the next generation. And so I think it's that um, just really, it's very rewarding when you see somebody yeah. that you've changed their life or, you know, you've really helped them to grow and evolve and mm. be the best person they can be and the best, you know, learn the best education they can towards that sector that they've chosen to go into. Oh, I love that. So I know at our core, as in BHI's core, it remains focused in building strengths and qualifications, free TAFE, job trainer, government policy, apprenticeships, this goes on. <laughs> how much has free TAFE changed how we deliver education to students? Yeah, look, free TAFE has been very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, it, look, it has been great for the sector because it certainly got us noticed. Mm -hmm. um, it's given a lot of people an opportunity to do a qualification that they may never have been able to do and mm -hmm. may never have been able to afford it. Um, so it's it's not, um, you know, allowing anyone to miss out on, on an opportunity to do whatever they like. Um, you know, the, the new free TAFE, it's been extended with the latest government announcements and mm -hmm. um, we're waiting on the latest list to see if there's been more qualifications added to that list. But... Um, Look, I think, you know, the first year of free TAFE, there was a lot of health courses that was very popular in the health faculty, yeah. um, you know, particularly with COVID and how yeah. much support they needed. Um, by the second year, some of the shift 
uh, it had moved. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we had a lot of people going into pre-apprenticeship courses, um, certificate two, and they were picking up apprenticeships with employers before they'd finished their qualification. Yeah. So, you know, free tape have been quite strategic in some of the courses they've chose. Yeah. They've usually chosen courses that align to jobs for the future. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been really important that we've certainly supported free tape, you know, from the Victoria government's perspective. And I think we've done that really well as a sector. I absolutely agree. I know a couple of my friends have done free TAFE courses at BHI and they mm. have nothing but so my many daughter. positive things. Yeah, yeah, my daughter has done one as well and she's got uni degrees and she come back and did certificate for mental health and loved it. So, oh, wow. you know, there is lots of opportunities out there to shift and pivot as well. Mm -hmm. I think the last few years there's been a lot of people thinking of career changes. Yes. You know, it could have been because... Um, the, the job they were in was no longer. It might have been uh, an employer that, that unfortunately went out of business. And, um, or it could be just time for a change, you know, yeah. just as a sign. So um, free tape has actually given people a lot of, and job trainer, yeah. a lot of opportunity to um, have a taste of something that they may not have gone down that path before and loved every minute of it. So it's life changing. Have a new career, yeah. Life changing, I love that. So some time ago, we announced that we were looking at two areas of specialisation in, in both course offerings and principles, and these two areas being care and digital. So let's start with the care specialisation. How is BHI on the forefront of supporting this sector? Look, um, we do a lot of courses in the, the health yeah. community services programs. Um, nursing is a very you know strong course for us. Mm -hmm. Um, and particularly with COVID and the shift and the jobs for the future, you know, hospital, aged care, yep. mental health, you know, family violence. There's lots of different angles um, and directions that you can go. We've got courses like dental and op operating theatre technicians and things yep. like that that are really popular um, that have really pivoted and, and lifted. And, you know, you're always going to be guaranteed a job in yep. those sectors. You know, you'd be... Uh, very, very um, strange to see someone do one of those courses and not be able to get a job outcome from it. Yeah. That's how much interest there is and requirement there is, you know, to fill those positions for the yeah. future. And the stats and the data shows that. Yeah. I'm so impressed with the our facilities that we have for those students. And I remember when I first came on board at BHI and getting a tour, I'm like, this is so incredible. It's just such a great offering for our students that we have. Yeah, look, and that, that's very um, important that we have to, when we're delivering a training package, we must provide the resources and the equipment that's yeah. required to deliver that course. So um, if we don't have it, we certainly connect with an industry partner that yep. has it. And um, a lot of those courses have a mandatory placement. Yeah. And so we've, we've got um, some amazing partners, not just in hospitals, but yep. aged care community and all different types of yeah. health, the care sector. Um, you know, care goes into animal studies. It goes into many different factors. And, um, you know, it, it is really interesting to see how things have changed and yeah. how things have pivoted. But, yeah, look, I, I think our industry connections is something that, um, you know, we are very proud of. We've got a lot of very high-profile industry partners. Yeah. Um, they sponsor a lot of and donate a lot of equipment. Yeah. So we, we keep up with the latest current equipment that we require for yeah. the, the course we're delivering. Oh, 
So good. Um, so you, you did sort of touch on this before, but with the unique partnership that we hold with Jobs Victoria mm-hmm. and the recent government announcement of the Jobs Guarantee Program, how does this better place our students? Yes, well, Jobs Victoria, we, we were very fortunate um, 18 months ago to, yeah. to um, access some funding and be able to start that project for hospitality and hairdressing sectors. Yes. And they were heavily impacted through COVID where yeah. a lot of places closed down, whether it was a restaurant or a salon or, or things like that. So we, we chose those two originally to get help get the industry back on their feet. Mm. So part of the program was we had to align students to an employer. We had to upskill them. We, we paid um, for all their books, equipment, uniforms, anything they need. We provided a mentor for 12 months. So yeah. the program was a real wraparound service that was amazing support. You yeah. know, So the attrition improved you know, on those courses that sometimes they might have had a high attrition dropout. Of course. But, but because we had that solid engagement and working yeah. with the, the teaching areas. Um, our latest two projects that we've gone into now, we've picked up five qualifications or the five trade areas yes um and then five qualifications in um, health as well mm-hmm. and then it and cyber so we've really covered off in all the yeah. the faculties now so and from the success of the first project going into that second and third project being able to go back and access more funding um this has been an amazing pivot for us where we can actually um we know the difference of nurturing that student and yeah. that mentor position particularly was such a, a light bulb moment in the yeah. way that, you know, the teachers, they work really hard getting them through the course and the amount of compliance yeah. and the amount of assessment they got to do. But that duty of care and that wraparound support yeah. service and student life do an amazing job with what they provide, but that one-on-one that, that a student yeah. had to go to um, just gave us a point of difference. and. Um, yeah. That will get a lot of exposure out of these ones, yeah. and and um, you know it's it's a very exciting project, and I'd love to roll it out across the institute, but um, <laughs> it's not a bottomless pit of money. <laughs> but really, it has been a, a great initiative that got started, yeah. And the jobs guarantee it fits with the model because we're giving people job outcomes right up front. But the the first two, the thing I like about these programs is up front we have job readiness and front end training. Yeah. And that's like that absolute basics that you need when you're going into one of these jobs. You know, if it's a hairdresser, it's how to talk to a client at the basement. Yep. If it's, you know, somebody in a restaurant, it's how to show them to a table. Like the yeah. basics that some people don't take for granted. Of course. You know? And um, what we've found is that job readiness training, that soft skills development has really got them ready by the time they've started with the qualification and employer, they've got a little bit of confidence behind them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's exciting times. Uh, I had the fortune of um, interviewing Ruth Brown um, as part of the Jobs Victoria Partnership. And the thing that struck me was just how invested the team were mm. in making sure that the students were paired with the right employer um, and that it was a really good fit and that, you know, holistically, it meant that everyone was getting benefited out of the relationship and it's just the time that particularly Ruth took to you know pair everyone like it just it was uh, it was staggering to me like just and look that that is very important you don't want to set people up to fail no so it's really really important that we're actually 
aligning a student to mm. the correct type of employer. So we do a lot of um, working with the student up front to see yeah. what type of business they'd like to work in, what, yeah. what sort of environment they want to be. And we have a lot of very diverse employers in a lot of yeah. the sectors. And so we know, you know, if we're talking about trade areas, we know whether it's a, a small um, one-man builder, you know, business on his own or a big yeah. building company, you know. Yeah. And some some might want to work for an SME, others might want to work for a big company. So getting that um, initial time to do that front-end training, it irons out really the direction that we want to, you know, set yeah. these people up and then... We know that everyone's going to, the employers are going to be happy, they're going to love us, and the student's going to complete their course and have a job, and win-win all round. <laughs> it's a win-win all round. Yeah. So, turning our attention to our focus uh, on the digital spe- specialisation, for people listening that don't work directly with students, what does this mean exactly? Because, like, when I think about it, I think, oh, cybersecurity. But it's so much more than that, right? Yeah, look... Well, when COVID hit and we had to go remote overnight, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden we had people that had barely turned computers on, had to deliver from a computer. Yeah. So, you know, and we, we don't say that we went online overnight. We said we, we did remote delivery overnight. So yeah. I was so proud of all the teaching areas and how they embraced it and how they just got on with it. And yeah. they really did the best that they possibly could to keep the students engaged, to keep them... Um, going through their course mm-hmm. and, and achieving what we could. Um, and, and look, a, a funny story, I, I started talking about online development of courses and which some of the courses we were going to go down that space before COVID hit. Yeah. And a few of the teams were like, oh, no, 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 our course won't suit online. And, <laughs> and in the end, after COVID hit and, and we're halfway through that first year, they end up being the best adapters. So... Wow. totally turn their you know attitude yeah. around and all of a sudden they're wanting a fully online course and interactive with <laughs> AR and VR. so it was really interesting that um, everybody did embrace it you yeah. know we had a lot of support the teaching innovations team did a lot of training on MS teams and yeah and um, I did tend to call it the band-aid version for the first two <laughs> years because yeah. we were sort of developing as on the hop as we were going but it's got to the point now that, you know, students' expectations are if it's to stay online, they want a quality product, yeah. you know. And so we, we've got to be very strategic now which way we go to what stays online, what goes back face-to-face face face. and what becomes blended. So, yeah. th- And there is a happy mix between a of lot course. of things. You know, we had some things that now traineeships have been very um, popular, whereas before they weren't. So yeah. Um, you know, it's almost like we're reviewing every co- every industry area again. Yeah. So, and just seeing, you know, what's next in this space. But from the digital perspective, everything is touched by digital now. Yeah. You know, it's even a digital economy really now yeah. when you look at it. So we, we look at what we're doing from home. Um, everybody's using technology more. Um, you know, in shopping, you know, everybody online shops now and so go. And and you can see that by you know how much retail sales are still done by online. Yeah. And so the digital space with um, we wanted to. It's not just about the IT area, but yeah. they certainly need to be very strategic in what they're choosing to deliver. Yeah. Cert for cyber is the course that we developed five years ago, mm-hmm. and it's just been through a re- reaccreditation, and and yeah. that's going to be a, a much better course as well. So that is probably one thing that we're known for with our mm-hmm. CSOC. So that will certainly continue to be one of yep. the, the high-profile 
um, products, but we're introducing gaming and things like that. Yes. You know, we look at the tech school and all the technology, advanced mm -hmm. technologies that they bring in. And they are working very closely with all the faculties now to bring in AR and AI and VR. And yes. it's exciting space. Like, it really you is. Know, it's like in a toy shop, like yeah. I say. <laughs> it's really fun. Um, you know, and I think there is such opportunities now to make efficiencies with digital. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily always mean that robots will take over from you yep. or replace you, but they can certainly enhance with making efficiencies and do some of the things that they could do to free you up to do the other more things. of the other things. Yeah. And if I look at nursing as for instance and they used to say, Oh, poor nurses, they've been that busy filling out their yeah. their forms that they don't have as much time for bedside manner as they used to twenty years ago. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you look at how they're introducing robotics into hospitals now. Yeah. To do some of the things to take away some pressure off the nurses so they can cost yeah. concentrate on other things so I, I like to think um, don't just use an advanced technology for the sake of it yes I think it's got to be really appropriate to the course appropriate yeah. to the industry sure but have a really great outcome and, yeah. and you know one of the things we're very um, excited about is we've made finalist in the Australia training awards oh. for the innovation category and not many people know this oh exclusive yeah, it's an exclusive, hot off the press. Yeah. Hot off the press. Uh, and that's for BIM and CLT out of the trades area. And oh, what happened is we developed those through a WIDF grant a few years ago. And then um, through Teaching Innovations, they decided to um, add some AR and really, you know, enhance the resources. And yeah. um, we had the CLT um, frame that in one of the buildings in the, the trades area where they put it, the students put it up, take yeah. it down but they couldn't get to the position where they fitted the window frames, fitted the roof, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas by introducing technology now, we can show the students how that how next stage will be yeah. without having to do it. So um, those sort of times are great to introduce the advanced technologies. Yeah. But um, we, you know, we do a lot with Ashley in the tech school because mm -hmm. you know they, they get the best of everything being a tech school. and. And um, we sort of have the innovation hub sitting beside the tech school yep. and we're starting to really um, embrace that and get into that with the 3D printing and yeah. um, laser printing and, you know, all of the, the drones and all of the other types of things. So yeah. faculties can go down and use that space anytime they like and test out a lot of the equipment from the tech school to see how it could benefit working in with their, yeah. their courses. So it is exciting. It's yeah. fun. And... Um, and, uh, you know, those sort of things will give us a point of difference to what others are offering. It so will, and it does. even if we, as a TAFE sector, we mm. have to share all the resources, we can still have a point of difference in how we deliver it. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, I can I, talk I, all day about <laughs> this thing, sorry. <laughs> don't apologise, don't apologise. I was just going to say, um, in a previous BHI in Focus interview, I did interview Ashley, uh, and he was saying how much... Um, they enjoy collaborating with um, all of the faculties and just exploring all of the different ways that the technology can be used and utilised. So it's, it's really nice to hear that um, from yourself as well because it's it's a real um, collaborative approach and something that is um, in the heart of what BHI is. And yeah. So we all want to work. We're in it together. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, and we want to we want to be able to share knowledge and share yeah. resources and tap into each other's best practice models. Um, yeah, I think with Ashley, certainly the, 
the tech school gives us that opportunity. Yeah. You're seeing these young kids in secondary school that have no fear. And they just get in there and do yeah. it and networking and they're pulling all these things together. The next minute they've got a little robot working. And yeah. I'm thinking, no fear at all. When you've got a mature age student that's probably a little bit more conservative, mm -hmm. it actually gives them the confidence to have a go. So, yeah. you know, it's that spoon feeding into yeah. getting it in across the faculty that way. But um, it's exciting. It is yeah. exciting. One of the things that Ashley did also talk about, which is a nice segue into my uh, next question, is he was talking about how exciting he is excited he is about micro-credentials and I <laughs> love hearing you talk about micro-credentials so what is it about micro-credentials that you enjoy so much? Oh look micro-credentials is something that so many people have a different um, understanding of what a micro-credential is yeah and so we can we can talk about it in a few different ways we have a framework and we have um, core credentials, which are non-accredited, mm -hmm. and they, they're like soft skills. So yeah. we have a business stream um, of soft skills, and they could be critical thinking, teamwork, yeah. that sort of thing. We have um, a leadership stream, and then we have a technology-focused stream. Yeah. And then we have uh, we get across, and we have specialised credentials. Yeah. And that's when you tap into the faculties. And you talk about with industry, and usually partner with industry, yeah. on um, something that... There might be a gap in the training package that it doesn't cover, but industry wants it. So yeah. we can make a, whether it's a skill set or a short course, whether yeah. it's aligned to an accredited unit or non-accredited unit, and we put a badge on it. Mm -hmm. And it could be a badge with a dual branding with the industry partner and Box Hill, or it could be just the Box yeah. Hill badge. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Some people do micro-credentials like an RPL process mm -hmm. and others do it where there's learning and assessment. Yeah. Others do it where there's learning and no assessment. So, again, it's very different. Yeah. Um, Tanya Tisa's area at Teaching and Learning College, they started this a few years ago yeah. when they introduced the teacher upgrade, um, TAE upgrade. Of course, yes. The mentor one. Um, and there was about half a dozen different digital badges they developed and one of the reasons that was funded by DET but one of the reasons they did that was to start introducing to the teaching areas these credentials and, and what they were and, and how they yeah. worked and um, yeah they've been becoming very popular so yeah to the point now that you know I've got to say well you need to you know prioritize which ones you want we can't just yeah. keep making 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 we've got to have a a system on how we develop this so yeah we're currently as an institute bringing everything together at the moment yeah and um and sort of aligning it but it's exciting i actually went and did the micro credentials at deacon because i wanted to see how they did it from a student's perspective of course <laughs> in my spare time and um it was just interesting to see how they laid it out and what mm -hmm. the assessment was like and and um i think we're certainly on the right track i think mm -hmm. there's there's a lot that you can do value add. You yeah. can bolt them onto the side of your course. You can do them up front or do them at the yeah. end or embed them in the course. So so many different ways. Teachers that we can, can yeah, add value. and they can be stackable. So you can yeah. have a full qualification. You can break it down into almost like skill sets. Yeah. Into in, into disciplines, and you can have a micro credential designed across each discipline, and then they build up these, and then it turns into a full qual at the end. Wow. So there's different ways, yeah. there's lots of different ways you can do it, but um, each, each area has to work out what's going to be best for their industry yeah. and how they, will, how they want it and will yeah. use it. Yeah. I have learnt so much about micro-credentials just now. I thought 
uh, I've written so many articles on it, like I've got this nailed. But just hearing you talk <laughs> about it, like how flexible it is, it's so yeah. good for our students, but also for our employees that maybe want to upskill and yeah. something or that's fantastic. And you can do it like, um, you can set them up like awards. Yeah. You know, so we've got our students with disabilities and things like that that we mm-hmm. think they would get a real kick out of having a little yeah. passport of digital badges and building up a portfolio of that sort of thing. So yeah. mm, we're looking at a lot of that sort of thing. Our Jobs Victoria programs have about 10 credentials as yeah. part of their front end and job readiness training. Oh, cool. That's all micro-credentials as well as the full course. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and lots of industries are, I know, like I, our IT area, they've already mm-hmm. done intro into cyber intro yep. into data analytics and things like that so sometimes if people don't know if they want to do the whole course but they yeah. want a taste but they don't want to do like yeah. a full set too they can come in have a taste and think oh yeah i do like that yeah i will do the course so yeah, yeah that's so good, good. That. oh i love mm. that um finally <laughs> uh what is the best piece of advice you've either given or received about teaching or learning teaching or learning I think probably we never stop learning mm-hmm. I never stop learning I learn every day yeah and I always say the day we all stop learning the day you probably should get out of education yeah I think it's something that um, everything's new and evolved doesn't mean you have to change no. but you just need to embrace change is coming that's a given That's especially a given. with um, since COVID and the way the digital um, you know Landscape. landscape is yeah. looking at the moment um some are embracing it a lot easier than others mm-hmm. you know some uh, but it's sort of but you can learn what's your level that you, yeah. you pitch at but um you know i think that lifelong learning is something that's yeah. really really important i think um you know we're, it's an amazing world out there mm-hmm. and we just always learn Always never, and sometimes it's from where you least expect it to come from. Like, yeah. I always say, never miss an opportunity. Yeah. Always take up an opportunity. Sometimes I'll come from left field where you least expect it, um, but you know, and that can you never know what's around the corner. But um, life's good. <laughs> it is good, especially yeah. good when you're working at a place like Box Hill Institute where you see so much change. And the greatness of that change yeah. instilled in our students all the time. And you see the teachers, and they're so passionate when oh, they're teaching. I love it. And everyone says, oh, yeah, everyone says passionate. And I go, but they really are. Yeah. They're just so involved with their their discipline. Yeah. And they're just wanting to get it across. And, you know, unfortunately, we're going to do all the compliance and the not fun yeah. bits to go with it. But, uh, but uh, you know, the good stuff certainly outweighs the, oh, the hard stuff but um yeah look I, I just think the vocational sector is very underrated I'm really pleased that you know both the federal and state mm-hmm. governments are actually going to try and put TAFE at front and centre a yeah. bit more now so we're watching that space very closely to see exactly what they do because we all know that you know secondary school career yeah. officers tend to try and lead students into universities but you know, we look at our students that then pathway into a uni degree and every uni degree lecturer will say, the ones that have done a TAFE course, they, they blitz through the course and they're so much better because they've, they've got the skills and they're more prepared yeah. and they've got the underpinning knowledge. So, yeah. you know, we really do, you know, 
need to enhance and showcase the, yeah. the vocational sector yeah, to, to what it really is. I completely agree. It gives jobs to people. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Jane, thank you so much for your time. I have learned so much from our chat today. <laughs> And I know and hope others have too. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. (laughs) And thank you to everyone for listening. We want to hear from you and hear what you think. So tell us about what you think about this episode on Yammer or send us an email at staffcoms at voxhill.edu.au. Stay tuned for some more exciting episodes to come. We're getting to the tail end of the season now, uh, but we've got some more great guests to come as well. So bye for now.